Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be teaching you where to buy your furniture. So vendors, vendors are, um, that's how we get our furniture, that's how we get our rugs, that's how, it's every company that we purchase products for our clients. And there are numerous ways to go about working with vendors and getting accounts and purchasing at discounts. And I'm going to talk all about it today and all the different variations of uh, uh, the same idea, which is we purchase products at a lower price, we mark it up, and we get to sell it to our customers. And, you know, I know this is kind of a, um, it's a controversial issue. It shouldn't be, but... It is, and I think it's controversial because of guilt. I think designers feel um, guilty for buying furniture and marking it up. I've seen other uh, design coaches that say, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't have to do that. You should only charge your design fees. You should never have to mark up furniture. But I mean, that's <laughs> tell that to to Target or to Nordstroms. I mean, that is a business model. You buy things at wholesale because you buy more of it. You get it at a better price. And you get to mark it up and resell it because you took the time to select it and to find it and to open the account and you know about the product and you've learned about the product. You can educate your client. All of these things add value. So why shouldn't you be able to buy at a wholesale price and mark it up? I've always been confused as to why that was such a bad thing um, when the world has been doing it, you know, since the beginning of uh, commerce, I guess. So... With those two trains of thought, I usually, um, when I'm teaching my course, I usually teach you can be a product-driven uh, product driven designer or a consultation. And I personally have always done a combination of both where I charge a, a certain fee for my design. And then I also figure into my income the percentages that I'm going to make on product that I mark up. And it's the combination of both. And I go over that over and over because it is a, kind of a hard concept because it's easy to get stuck on one or the other. But if you think about it, let's say you have a project, we'll make it simple. Their budget is $100,000. They're doing remodel, they're doing furniture, you know, tile, kitchen, whatever. With that $100,000, if as a designer, you can shoot to make 20% of that as your profit for doing the job, that's usually a good rule of thumb, 20 to 25%. Now, contractors double things, and I don't feel comfortable with that, but the 25% um, of $100,000 is a lot of money, right? $25,000, that's a lot of money. And it you can't charge enough hours. I mean, how many hours a day? How much are you charging per hour to get to $25,000? So if you can do a combination where you have design fees, and maybe it's an hourly design fee and a package price, and then you also figure in percentages that you make, then it's easier to get to that 25. And you're not scaring the client with, well, I'm going to charge you 25000 for my fee, right? But you're still getting to the same income. But it combines with that product-driven, that product markup. So that's what I'm going to teach you guys about because I am going to market this weekend, which is all about meeting vendors. <laughs> now, not everyone can go to market or High Point or Atlanta or Dallas but there are other ways to go about it. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But the most straightforward, the old school way for a designer to get products at wholesale 
you either go to a market or you go to a design center. Um, some towns even have little mini, you know, showrooms that, that represent multiple vendors. But you go to one of these places that specifically works with the trade. That's what we're called, the trade. To the trade is what it's called. Um, whether it's window treatments or it's rugs or fabric, we're to the trade. So we go and we meet with the vendor. We ask, what's the minimum opening order? That's key. Because every company wants to make sure that you're going to buy enough, that it is worth their time to give you a better price. They're going to want to see a resale certificate or a tax ID number, something that the state has given you permission to buy things at a lesser price, mark it up, you've made a profit, so you need to tax the entire new price, right? which is a whole other conversation. And um, and you know, you'll know you have to show proof of that, a tax ID. And sometimes you have to show a business license, a business card. Um, but the main thing they want to know is your minimum opening order. And they'll always have... Um, they, they usually have reorder limits, but for the most part, you don't need to worry about it. The, the main thing is the minimum opening order. So with that in mind, um, it was really hard to get vendors as an independent designer. It was tricky to find people that you were going to buy enough to make it worth their while, right, to give you the discount. And it used to be a struggle. Now, when I opened the store to get the pricing level that I need to be at to cover my overhead, I had to buy about $10,000 worth at wholesale, $10,000 worth of product from each vendor. And that's a lot. <laughs> Most independent designers do not have that to invest into furniture. Um, and where would you store it anyway? So that's why stores get special pricing. But as a designer, sometimes if you have a big, a big vendor like that, that you want to open with and that have a big opening order, um, wait till you have the client for it. Wait till you have the client that is a big enough project you can pull together five or $6,000 wholesale from the one vendor. And you can open that way. Now, that was also sort of old school. Since times have changed, since 2008 really, vendors are a little more lenient now. They, they, um, they just want customers. They just want people to sell their products. So I have noticed in like the last five or six years, actually, when you go to market and I always ask, you know, with a new vendor, what's your minimum opening? And now they say one piece, just one piece, and you can open a wholesale account. Fantastic. I think, you know, what the variety of, of products that I could choose from before would have been, you know, tenfold had it been this way before. But, um, you know, just being able to, to get one piece from a big company like Dovetail or um, Noir, I love Noir stuff, um, Fazy Rugs, you know, there's a lot of really nice furniture out there that one piece opens a wholesale account. It doesn't mean you're gonna get the cheapest pricing that's usually reserved for um, people who buy really in bulk. So again, for my store, I had to buy $10,000 each vendor and that got me a stocking dealer price. If you're an independent designer, you're buying one piece, you'll have designer pricing. If I'm a huge warehouse store where I stock everything on the floor and I can buy containers, then that would make me a volume price level. So yes, you might be getting designer pricing, which is still a huge discount. If you look at uh, what they would sell it out into the public, what a piece of furniture would go for, and it's called MSRP, Manufacturers uh, Recommended uh, Suggested Price. 
MSRP, yes. Um, that it's usually a high price, let's be honest, but it's like anything retail, right? When you go see something at full price at any department store, you're a little shocked, but that is their MSRP. For a designer, you'll get 40% off usually of that MSRP. My stocking dealer, I usually get about 75% <laughs> off, um, sometimes 60. And then volume dealer, yeah, that's where you really get low prices. I mean, I can't wait to be volume dealer on certain vendors, which I'm close. I'm close. Um, but as an independent designer, you want to go to a showroom, you want to go to a, a design center, you want to go to a market and talk to the vendors that you like, what's your minimum you know, opening. Now, don't be discouraged if you're not close to one of those things or um, you know, there's too high of opening orders because there's lots of things on the internet, lots of ways on the internet that you can now buy as a designer and get still at a discount price. Um, one, for instance, I know of one website called Design Trade Services. It's something that um, I was involved with at the beginning. I'm no longer involved with them, but they're friends of mine and they've been in the furniture business forever. The nice thing with Design Trade Services is they have already opened with volume pricing with, gosh, I think they're up to like 50 or 60 vendors now. So there's enough of a, of a discount for them that they can sell directly to you at designer pricing and they still make a profit. And then you can mark it up and you make a profit. It's a win-win. <laughs> the nice thing with that is they've taken care of that minimum opening order. So if you become a member, and I think it's a monthly fee, $19, $29, something like that. Um, mention that you know me when you register and you might get some kind of discount. Um, there used to be a, a discount, like a free three months or something. But but once you're registered, you don't have to have a minimum. You can order from any other vendors, one piece to you know however many, and have it directly shipped to your house, directly shipped to your client or to a receiving house. They'll help you with the paperwork. They'll get all of that organized. They'll help you, you know, really figure out the logistics of getting a piece of furniture from a factory to your client's house. Um, but working with a company like that, that knows how to work with designers, is used to working with designers, and is offering you those services, that's a fantastic opportunity. That's a great way, especially if you live someplace like Midwest or someplace out of the country, someplace where you're not close to a design center. But using an online source, now I know there are tons of others. Um, I get emails from them all the time and I don't usually uh, do much to do much research because I don't really need to since I've got my store, but um, design trade services I know is good. Um, but do your research, find people that sell to the trade. That's what you're looking for. Again, to the trade is that magic. Um, that's the magic phrase. And they're still going to ask you for a tax ID number. They're still going to ask you for a business license or a copy of your business card or maybe even an invoice to a client. But they don't, it, it keeps them from um, selling at a discount to what we used to call Susie decorators or, or housewives who want a discount. Having all of those pieces of paper and documents proves to them that yes, you are a professional. Yes, you've taken the time. You've paid the fees to, to open your accounts, to to open your your business as a legitimate business. So they're willing they it's a way of validating that you are really in business and you're not just someone looking for a discount. This isn't like, you know, Restoration Hardware has a discount and um, I think even Wayfair has a designer discount that's like 20%. I mean, everyone sort of gives out, you know, 10 or 20%. Pottery Barn does a designer discount. Um, West Elm and and 
there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with buying a West Elm piece, taking the 10% off, but charging full retail to your client and you get to keep that 10%. But wouldn't it be great if you could buy it 40% off and then you can keep the 40% and sell it to your client at regular price. And you can be really you know, open and honest with, with your clients. I mean, you can let them know, you know, I get a designer, um, I get special designer pricing and sometimes you can pass a little of it on to your clients and keep a portion. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't really need to know what your percentage is. They, they shouldn't know what your percentage is. And I like to use the analogy, you don't walk into Nordstrom's and say, how much did you pay for this? I want to know what your profit is. You don't get to do that, right? We, we're not supposed to know the profit of a business. So when you mark something up, I've let people know, well, I buy at a discount, you know, I get a designer pricing and, you know, there's a slight markup and, but it's all part of my fee. It's all part of, you know, my, uh, my services. But for the most part, I like to tell people, um, I give a little bit to you. I, I get a designer pricing and I usually split it 50, 50 and I'll, I'll pass on 20% to you and 20% to me. Um, you know, and people seem to get it. Like that's how you get paid. They don't expect you to work for free. They'd like you to work for free, <laughs> but you're not going to, but that's how you do it. I've also um, heard of designers who will shop at, say, TJ Maxx or discount stores and still market up 20% and sell it to the clients and tell the clients there's a 20% design fee attached to anything that you purchase. It's another way to increase your income. You just can't survive off hourly alone, you know, unless you can charge $300 an hour and you're working 40 hours a week, you know. <laughs> it just depends on how, uh, how much you want design to be a career? How much do you want this to be a hobby? And how much do you really want to make it a career and make an actual income, like a real salary, like a grown up? right? That's what I'm trying to teach you guys, how to take this passion and be smart about it, be educated, and make a career out of it. Interior design is the best career ever. You get to shop for a living. But with that, you know, keep in mind that remind, you know, it, it takes paperwork. You're going to have to keep track of things. You're going to have to Make sure you know the discount that you're getting. What is the suggested retail? What are you going to sell it to your client? What are you going to charge for tax now? Um, you know, all of those things still have to be thought about and organized. If you're going to make this a career, you can't just wing it and just, oh, I'm just getting stuff on sale. No, it, it is a business and you will be held accountable for that tax. If you're buying it with your tax ID number, they're making a copy of that and sending it to the IRS as well. Someone bought this without paying sales tax and they're going to pay, pay you sales tax later. So be looking for it. That's essentially how it goes. So, you know, take this seriously. You're a business owner. That's why you get product at wholesale, but that's a responsibility. So take it seriously. And whether you're going to design center or it's online, good records, um, you know, you'll be filling out purchase orders and invoices and, um, you know, shipping and bill of lading and all of that will come later. But right now, um, get out there and start exploring the vendors. Maybe I'll post a list of my favorite vendors or the vendors that I sell um, at my store. And I'm also at market planning on taking tons of pictures and videos of the different vendors and finding new vendors. Um, it's so exciting. I mean, it's, again, it's anything you can imagine um, for your home, for interior design, I get to go see this weekend and I'm thrilled. So I will post pictures. We'll put them on Instagram and Facebook. And please comment, like them. Uh, if you have questions, if you see something you like in a picture and you want to know where I got it and how you can buy that too, 
just shoot me an email. I'm happy to answer. So get out there, turn this into a career, quit designing for free, and let's start making money, right? That's, that's what I'm trying to teach you guys. And with that, happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.